it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. This is episode number 131, and I'm Jamie Sletsky, your host. Today, I am joined by Jennifer Rosenfeld. Jennifer is a coach for classically trained musicians, and she works with her clients to create more than just a one-track career. There is the playing, but there is so much more that can be done. And I just adored this conversation with Jennifer, and I know you will too. Be sure to stay all the way until the end of this episode. I have something really cool I want to share with you then. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining me for the Expand Online podcast. I know that this conversation is going to be inspirational for the listeners. So welcome. And can you take a couple of moments and uh, share your one-liner or two-liners? Sure. Well, thank you so much for asking me, Jamie. This is going to be really fun. Um, I'm a business coach for musicians, and I specialize in working with classical musicians to help them create highly profitable teaching and coaching businesses online. See why I had to bring her on? (laughs) We are like two peas in a pod where, you know, where Jennifer comes at this from the holistic musician, making, making the business, not just a, um, a classical, uh, playing position. And I come at this from the, you have so much in you, you can do more and the online vehicle is where it's at. So I know that this is going to be a really um, insightful conversation. And I'm curious, how in the world did you get started with this? You know, it's so funny. I never, ever thought that what I do now could be called a job or anything. Um, (laughs) So I feel so grateful because I love the work that I do so much. Um, Where it all began was um, when I was nearing the end of college, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I thought I was going to, like, my plan was to be a lawyer. And I actually did go to law school, but um, that's, that's another story. But (laughs) towards the end of college, I was having these conversations with my best friend from high school, who's an opera singer. We had collaborated um, in choir. I'm, I was a pianist by training. And um, we were just thinking, you know, maybe we want to like do something together to help the arts. And I think a few days later, she got an email from her university saying there was a business plan competition and we knew nothing about business. I mean, we were musicians. I was a Russian literature and history major, Um, but we entered this business plan competition. We read tons of books, asked for lots of advice, and we ended up winning second place to start our company, iCadenza. And that sort of put us on this journey that was um, over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, as I'm sure you know, Jamie, like the entrepreneurial journey is so full of twists and turns. And what we ended up doing was quite different from the initial idea that, you know, we used in the competition. But um, pretty early on in running the business, we just kept on talking to more people and discovering that musicians receive great artistic training. And the ones who are professionally successful, however we define that, it's almost as if their success happened by accident. They had no idea what they did that landed them there. 
And Mm -hmm. there is such a gap of missing information around how to uh, pursue your professional growth in a strategic way to actually get to where you want to go. Most musicians really just, they know what they're doing artistically, but they're kind of like fumbling around and just saying yes to whatever comes their way. So we started coaching musicians Um, you know, we were in our early twenties and we're working with clients, you know, three decades older than us and helping them Mm -hmm. develop their careers. Um, that led to us starting a talent agency as well, where we booked tours for artists around the world. Um, and then, um, you know, a big part of my journey was also just figuring out how do we even run this business? How do we make it work? There are, it was such a struggle for me to find the appropriate business mentorship and advice that was pertinent to our field, which Mm -hmm. music is not, there aren't a lot of great examples for business models that, that work really well. Um, And also a lot about the online business space did not quite make sense or fit on top of that because of the particularities of our industry and the fact that it's very small and um, not about, you know, massive reach So it took me a long time to kind of figure out what was a business model that worked. Um, And then a few years ago, I decided I wanted to step down from running the company in order to focus on my artistic projects. I'm writing a musical. And uh, alongside that, I was just sort of realizing, wow, I'm so fortunate that I can write this musical on my own terms, um, like in my own time without the pressure of it needing to make money because I have the skills to design a business that works for my life. So that sort of inspired me to kind of get back in the coaching game and help teach musicians how to restructure what they do to create more profitable businesses so they can have more time, more income, more space for whatever else they want in their lives. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the big things for me is that when we get businesses online and to scale and where you as the artist are in your zone, it gives you more time for your own creative endeavors. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what type of art you create, whether it's visual art or music or whatever it might be. Once your creativity becomes your job and everything is reliant on that, I find that so often things get stagnated because of the necessity for the income. And so, you know, I think that when we can detach our creativity from the money, we are in a much better place for ourselves internally and profitability and business-wise. And I know that this is hitting on your heartstrings because the money side of being an artist is a very complicated one. I I loved what you said about detaching creativity from income. You know, in many ways, that idea sort of goes against the the whole idea of what it means to be a professional musician. I think so many musicians like take it as a badge of honor of I make all my money doing, you know, one of these like only three activities, whether it's performing in a certain way or teaching in a very specific way. And what I see so many times happen is that even if they're technically making enough money, it's usually barely enough. They're usually at the point of burnout or near burnout in order to sustain that pace. And they're oftentimes losing the joy for their artistic practice that 
that brought them into it in the first place because you know when you're saying yes to all the gigs you're not necessarily choosing the ones that light you up and that make you excited you're saying yes to Mm -hmm, anything mm -hmm. so I think it's actually one of the great things we can do to protect our artistic practice and our creative spark is to separate that out from the need to make money and also find a way to make money that is also fulfilling and rewarding and stimulating. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why having an online avenue for income gives you the ability to have that level of fulfillment. Because as someone who creates in a, a product that is seen and uh, experienced in real time in in real person in in you know studio or gallery or opera house or wherever it might be being able to have that feeling that you get when someone sees or appreciates your work in a space that is intangible like the online space like a flat computer screen is Actually, I think that it like it hits those same chords. It's not like it's like I'm a lesser because I'm only doing this online or I'm lesser because I chose to teach online or to coach through online means or things like that. And I think that also when we get into the online space, a lot of people think that they're selling out. And I want to squash that right now because you're not selling out. You're actually getting better. So I'd love for you to kind of take that and kind of share your experiences and things that you've uh, experienced with your clients. Absolutely. Well, you know, I think um, I'm a big fan of the online space, largely in terms of, I would say, access and convenience. You know, for myself, I have clients all over the world. I have clients I've never met in person, and I would love to meet them in person. But in the meantime, we have awesome distant relationships Um, But also just being able to work from home, I feel like is the creative person's dream scenario. And Mm -hmm. many of my clients, um, you know, with the pandemic, they are winning back so many hours from just not having to commute. And, you know, and that's, um, I mean, obviously this time is very complicated and many of them have kids at home. So it's not like they're, they have all this free time necessarily, but um, what I've found artistically is it takes so much energy to do our work. And the more we can not use that energy on other things, um, <laughs> you know, like driving or right. um, all of that, that's time saved. But the other thing that I would say is, um, you know, when the pandemic hit, which has been so impactful for everyone, um, you know, so many people were forced to teach online, obviously, and I saw so much resentment around that, around like, oh, this sucks. This is worse. We hate it. It's, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but for most of my clients, they were teaching online beforehand. And that was not a dismissal of the limitations of online because there there are things about online teaching that you can't do as well as in person. That's a fact. But there are other advantages and opportunities that enhance the educational experience. So um, for so many of my clients, when our world changed, they were basically ready and, you know, it was no problem for them to, to, to sort of like do extra value added experiences in the online space. So I think it's just the perceptive perspective shift of, around 
how do we use this tool for what it is and get the most out of it? There are so many wonderful things that are available and, you know, and keep on helping people, keep on supporting and serving and being in their homes to help them grow, right. continue learning. So I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah. You know, I mean, several years ago, a lot of people were saying that if you have an online business, it's going to be recession proof. And I think that we've proven that, that because people still need to, the arts, people still want to learn. And by providing something that is an escape, but it, it's really actually a perfect time to be building this. And as, as we've seen, this is not going to be the last time that we are going to be forcing ourselves online. And so the sooner that we create this, we are creating more stability. And we're going back to that income side of things. You won't have to take a gig every Saturday night. You can take a gig one Saturday night a month, for example. Or you can say, no, I don't think I want to have this piece shown at that gallery. I only want to wait and have it shown at this other gallery. And you just open up more opportunity because you have taken a step back and said, how can I structure my life so that I get the fulfillment that I desire and not put boundaries. We're not putting boundaries on how can I structure my music career so that I get enjoyment from creating music? We're not going that specific. We're saying, how can I structure my life so I can achieve my goals? I, I can achieve my financial freedom. I can enjoy the time with my family and friends. I can travel. I can, whatever that might be, write a book, write a musical. What can we do? And the answer is find your groove and do it online. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Um, we both have these conversations with our clients of is online right for me? So how do you kind of navigate that conversation? Well, you know, I think in some ways, um, my interest is in business principles that I believe and I have seen to be um, sort of tried and true and not about trends or not about like fancy marketing things. You know, many mm -hmm. of my clients are more technologically adept than I am. Um, I am like, I can use Zoom. I can use Facebook. I'm not super techie. And also I'm very interested in what is kind of the bare minimum I need to do mm -hmm. in my business in order to get it to where I need it to be and what it does for my life. So um, that's sort of what I'm focused on. You know, like when I first started out learning how to, for instance, enroll clients or have impactful conversations that can move the needle for them. Um, mm -hmm. I wasn't conceiving of that in an online space. I was just doing that in real life, but transitioning that to happen over Zoom versus over the phone or, you know, in person, it was, it was not that hard. So, right. um, so I, I definitely encounter clients who are overwhelmed by the technology and I just try to sort of distract them as much from that as possible and, and focus <laughs> on what is the bare minimum you need to do to get you going and to also look at what are the assets that you have around you right now that are the quickest for you to 
make use of. Mm-hmm. Um, so for instance, for me, most of my business has come from relationships that I have spent years nurturing. I get a lot of clients by referral. Um, you know, that works for me rather than like, I am not consistent about posting on every platform. I barely <laughs> know how to do Instagram. Like I still can't figure out how to do stories really. Um, so that's what I focus on. I focus on continuing to build deep relationships and nurturing them. I do a little bit of online promotion. Um, I try to do marketing in a way that suits me. Um, but I, I try to play to my strengths. And for my clients, some, some of them are similar to me and some of them are like tech marketing wizards who do a lot more than I do. So I think it's all about mm-hmm. finding your groove and not about um, feeling like everyone has to go into a particular way of doing things. That's my approach at least. Yeah, and I love that because there are so many ways that we can structure our businesses. There are so many ways that we can structure our online businesses. There are so many ways that we can structure our online education businesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper because that doesn't change the fact that there are more than, there's more than one way to do this. I was having a conversation with a lady who teaches, who's teaching painting or drawing classes online right now. And I said to her, because she pay, has their, their, to be paid, I mean, people are paying her for these classes. She has chosen to set it up so that it's a pay-as-you-go, come to a class and you pay for it, and you get access to the recording. And that's all she's done. And I said to her, I said, why? Why is that the approach that you took? She said, it was the easiest for me and I get the job done. And I said, okay, are you planning on doing anything down the road um, to bundle this stuff up or to, you know, make things accessible in other ways? And she said, no, not right now. Right now, my focus is on doing what works for me. And keeping that at top of mind, she didn't want to get inundated with the tech. She didn't want to have to deal with recurring payments. She didn't want to have to do all of these other things that can make it more complicated. She wanted to be able to teach painting and drawing online, and she found a way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And, you know, I agree. I just think, first of all, doing anything is better than doing nothing. And mm-hmm. I just love to see people get started and do something and find what works for them, what feels good for them. So that's amazing. Yeah. And I think that on the flip side, we could have somebody who, as you say, is more technically adept than you or somebody who has decided to work with me in such a way that we want to create something more robust. Mm -hmm. And that's an option too. And it's just a matter of what's your roadmap? What are your metrics? What, how much financial freedom do you want? How much um, do you want to invest in time and energy and money into these products and solutions that, you know, everything is available. It's not like we are saying, okay, you can only do it in this one way and you have to follow in my footsteps to the T. And if you don't follow in my footsteps, you're going to fail. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I don't know as much about how visual artists relate to this, but certainly in music, um, you know, musicians, classical musicians um, are sort of like perfectionists and that is very much ingrained in them. And uh-huh. the desire to avoid failure or per- perceived failure is such a strong impulse. And business just doesn't work that way. You know, it's 
um, it's all about experimentation and trying things. And even as I tell all my clients, you know, we'll work together, we'll come up with a strategy, but I'll tell them, you know, I don't know. I think this, I have reasons to believe this is going to work for you, but we're going to have to try it and see, and we don't know. Right. And it's sort of like building up our own tolerance for that, for testing anything and not declaring success or failure, but just learning and experiments. So it's a very different um, mindset that I see as needed to do this versus like perfecting a piece of art, you know, whether that's a, you know, tangible or performative or whatever it is. Right, exactly. And I think that a lot of it comes down to the mindset and Mm -hmm. saying, yes, I'm going to do this because of all these positive things that it's going to bring into my life rather than, yes, I'm going to do this because it's my only option. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if all the difference is, is that one saying that you, you know, that one mantra that you have, you have it in you to create something amazing that is right Mm -hmm. for you and right for your clients. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's actually one of the big things about this whole idea of expanding online is that you've got the experience. Like this is something that I think that is kind of common between you and I Mm -hmm. is that we work with people who already have an established business. Mm -hmm. They already have an established profession and career. And this is something new on top of that. It's, It's a rebalance and things like that. And I, that means that we already have a really good idea of what's going to make you successful rather than if you are brand new, never having created something before and come to us. We, that's a much different problem. That's a much different type of client. And yeah, we, I'm, I'm not wanting to put words in your mouth, but I mean, yeah, I will work with you, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different than if I'm working with someone who's established. Absolutely. You know, and I, I sort of know, know both sides of the, the coin very well, because when I started my business, I was, um, you know, like 22 years old and had no experience in anything. So I absolutely know what it is like to be kind of figuring out, like, who am I? What do I even do? I have no idea what I'm good at. And I'm making that into a business somehow. <laughs> um, so I've been there, but I totally agree with you um, in that the work that, well, certainly the work that I do now and where I see great opportunity is for people who have already put in the effort of honing their expertise and Mm -hmm. of becoming masters of something. Um, I love to work with educators. Um, I've always just been obsessed with my own continued learning and growth. And I love working with people who are passionate about passing down what they have spent so much time on refining and learning. So if you're in that position of, I'm a great teacher, I'm passionate about it, I know that my students get results, you are such a perfect candidate to take this online. You know, it's, it's in some ways, I think it's great to encounter a new area where you are a beginner, but you have so much to draw upon. So those are the type of clients that I seek out, people who have really well-honed expertise that we were just opening up to a new dimension. Exactly. I mean, I'm I'm inspired. I'm like, I love watching this just unfold. I I love watching this next chapter Mm -hmm. grow on the experiences that you've already had. I mean, that's, that's really what it's all about is that we're not stagnant. We are creative beings and 
at some point in time, we have to create things in a way that are is going to be the best for us. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm totally in agreement with you. And it's super fun to be in that in that space working one on one with the artist with the creative with the musician to help open those doors. And that's what I do. And I know that's what you do as well, is we help open the doors. We open the doors in different ways, which is perfect because we're a great complement to each other. But, you know, we, that's, that's what this is all about. Mm -hmm. This, that was this whole online ecosystem is all about lending a hand, helping others see things that someone else might not see and create opportunities. So Jennifer, why don't we do this? Why don't you share a couple of last parting thoughts? And then I want to make sure everybody gets to know who you are, how to connect with you and all that stuff. Absolutely. Well, I love what you said, Jamie, about like not stagnating. And, mm -hmm. you know, I work with a lot of like my, my typical client is someone who has succeeded by the traditional standards. You know, they got that job that they spent, you know, so many decades pursuing, whether it's in an orchestra or um, a touring career or becoming a tenured professor, like they did that. And mm -hmm. Um, oftentimes when we begin our work together, part of what is exciting and terrifying and thrilling for them is they feel like they have something to work towards in a new way, which they sort of, you know, they achieved their goal and they've been there. So um, I, I just think that is for any of us who have that creative spark, there's a part of us that always wants to be on the edge and that always wants to be challenged and growing in some way. I think there's sort of like a restlessness that I that I notice mm -hmm. from a lot of the people mm -hmm. that I work with. And I just think that's a quality to be leaned into. And for many creators, um, an area that is a weaker muscle is on the business side. It's on, like, I love what you said, Jamie, about like, what if we get creative and clear about what we want our lives to be, not just our artistic practice or this piece or that piece our whole lives. And it's just applying creativity in another direction, whether it's making money or um, figuring out how to win back more of your time or engineer your career so that you could live somewhere else or travel more. These are just creative problems. And I see so much happen for the artists that I work with when they make more money than they've ever made before. And it was through their own creation and not through a job. It's just mm -hmm. so much opens up for them when they're like, oh my gosh, apparently I could do that. I had no idea. So <laughs> that's the power of creativity. It can be turned in any direction, including on the business and financial side. Totally, totally. And so Jennifer, where can people learn more about you and uh, follow you on social media, even though you're not all, all on Instagram all the time? Where can they connect with you? Absolutely. Well, um, one of the best places to connect with me is I have a free Facebook group, um, like a private Facebook community called The Millionaire Musician, where we talk about these things. So you're welcome to join. Um, you can find me on my website, jenniferrosenfeld.com. I am on Instagram, but I don't post a lot, but you can check me out there and be very good. <laughs> <forward. laughs> 
Very good. I will have those links in the show notes. And I am in Jennifer's Facebook group because it's a fun place to hang out and have conversation. And um, she's got some great people in there that you may want to collaborate with sometime. So definitely uh, check out uh, Jennifer's links. And thank you again so much for coming on and being part of the Expand Online podcast. Jennifer, this has been such a fun conversation as we both thought it would be. And I am just delighted to have been able to bring you to the listeners. Well, thank you so much for having me. This has been super fun. I'm so glad that you stuck with me till the end of this episode. I truly appreciate the way that Jennifer um, shares how to grow and mature in the online space as a classically trained musician. I think that there is so much that came out of this conversation, whether you are a musician or other type of creative artist. So I truly believe that there are things that Jennifer said and that we talked about in this episode that you can apply to your business and your life. In two weeks, I have one of Jennifer's clients on the podcast. I am so excited to bring you this conversation I had with Kate that you are just going to eat up and it's really going to share exactly why now is the best time to embrace expanding online. If you're not a member of the Expand Online community on Facebook yet, please click on the link inside the show notes and we will let you right on in and continue the conversation. Jennifer's in there, Kate's in there, I'm in there and we are excited to welcome you.